Welcome to the Clinical Podcast Series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation. The topic for this episode is how to stop people from going blind from glaucoma using early cataract surgery, refractive lensectomy, and microinvasive glaucoma surgery. I'd like to thank our host, Dr. Mila Bruchik, our topical expert, Dr. Mary Hong, and our topical editor, Dr. Kat Hogan. And now it's my pleasure to bring you today's podcast. Thank you for joining us on the American Academy of Optometry Foundation podcast series. Today, we're actually joined with Dr. Mary Hong. Mary, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, uh, thank you for having me. I am an assistant professor at Southern College of Optometry, and I teach at the clinic at the eye center, but I also teach the anterior segment lab as well. That's great. So Mary, we're going to dive deep into an interesting topic here. So I have to go over the title just so everybody knows where we're acquiring the information from. So the title of the, the article is How to Stop People from Going Blind from Glaucoma Using Early Cataract Surgery refractive lensectomy and microinvasive glaucoma surgery. It was published in Clinical Ophthalmology. And I guess the first question I'd have for you, Mary, is why, why do you think this is so important to us, our colleagues, to understand and know the findings of this paper? So um, to, to, while we're getting started, so first let's talk about what MIGS is, right? So MIGS, uh, some studies will call it um, microinvasive glaucoma surgery. Others will say it's minimally invasive glaucoma surgery. It's all the same thing, right? Um, MIGS, I think, is especially important to optometrists being the primary eye care providers. It, it sort of bridges the gap between uh, our traditional topical therapeutics and then the traditional glaucoma surgeries. So I think that it kind of falls in that in-between space where um, maybe the patient isn't quite severe enough for uh, like a trabeculectomy, but you know, maybe topical therapeutics might not be cutting it, or maybe the patient is just having difficulties being on the drop. So I think that uh, we're it's nice to be able to offer the patient these different uh, options. And I think it's so sophisticated too, how they're being delivered in combination. I mean, you have cataracts and glaucoma surgery being combined in one. And that brings up the next kind of topic or question, which is the key findings in the article. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and um, really how it applies to us in clinical practice, Mary. Mm -hmm. So great question. So I think there's a lot of information in the article itself, but the primary things that we want to think about is, um, first of all, the article touches on the Horizon study, which um, primarily deals with the hydrus, eye st uh, the hydrus stent. Um, and so in that study, they found that about 73% of patients that were on monotherapy, topical therapeutics prior to undergoing the procedure, actually even after the five-year mark, they were uh, not on any topical therapeutics at that point, which I think for a lot of our patients is a very attractive treatment option. Um, also uh, with the study, they also touched on um, uh, the 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 fact that patients that were on the that underwent the hydrus microstent as well uh, 
47% of them actually had a lower rate of median uh, deviation visual field loss as well. So when we're talking about glaucoma, we're really talking about, um, you know, we, we throw it on terms like, oh, what's your target IOP or where's your IOP at? But the end game is we don't want our patients to progress. So I think that's very compelling information there. Um, so there's a lot of interesting things uh, that this the article highlighted. Also, um, another key thing that's very important for our fellow ODs to note is they also talked about the Gemini study. And the Gemini study seems to suggest that uh, there is some evidence that MIGS procedures can also help with the diurnal variation for patients as well. So again, this can drive uh, glaucoma progression in our patients. And so there's a lot of uh, good information that's coming out from these procedures. So they're relatively speaking, they're safe. I mean, surgery is surgery, but it's relatively speaking a safe procedure. You're improving compliance and it sounds like you're improving clinical outcomes. I mean, that's really the trifecta of things when you're looking at patient care, which is the real interesting thing on this. And again, you this is more of an opinion question at this point, Mary, but Based on this data or this literature, is there something on the horizon that may develop from this research? Um, based on the research right now, I think that there's going to be, and again, this is conjecture, but I think there is going to be building on the mixed procedures themselves, right? So how many times can these procedures be repeated? do they need to be repeated? Um, is it going to be after we're studying these procedures for a long period of time, is it going to be like SLT or ALT where the treatment quote unquote wears off over time? Or is this something that, you know, it could be one and done, which would be fantastic for a lot of our patients. Um, how, and if it does need to be repeated, uh, how often can it be repeated? And we're still maintaining the same safety profile as well as the same efficacy. So these are things I think are really exciting uh, and on the horizon for us to think about. And I do think that um, there's a lot of studies right now that are ongoing. And so hopefully we'll get more definite information. Mary, that was, that was great. I, I mean, it takes really the data and the research shows clear benefits, but it also gives it to us in a practical way so we can communicate that to our patients and really effectively co-manage with our surgeons that are performing those procedures. Mary, I, I want to thank you for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure catching up with you on this topic. Thank you for having me. It was lovely to see you. And thank you all for joining us on this podcast series of the American Academy of Optometry Foundation. And a special thanks to Cooper Vision for their educational grant to make it all happen.